0: Save time and money versus going to a shop
1: by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with former major leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. and Odyssey insider Cody Decker. It may be a new week in Major League Baseball, and we are sitting here in the championship series, and normally I would give this big, splashy opening, but we need to get right down to it, because ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Odyssey Sports, this is Big Time Baseball, and I am Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio, and with me, as always, the one, the only, Tony Gwynn Jr. Tony, how you doing, baby?
2: I'm fantastic. We've been... Absolutely blessed with an unbelievable uh, postseason so far, and it seems like it's only going to get better um, as we get going. But happy to be here, as always, and uh, looking forward to to talking about these two series with you.
0: Well, let's start right out the gate with the series that started first, and that is the Boston Red Sox. They are taking on the Houston Astros. They started on the road in Houston. And I think, you know, especially if you look around all like the Vegas odds, everyone was very much fading the Red Sox. Hell, they've been fading the Red Sox since they stepped into October. Everyone really thought the Yankees were going to beat up on them. Then they go into their first DS series. Everyone definitely thought the Rays were going to moving on, especially me, I might add. And now looking at them right now, they're split. 1-1 To 1-1 right now with the Houston Astros. No Lance McCullers going forward. Uh, they're going to be going back to Boston. What do you think, Tony? Is this really going to happen? Are the Boston Red Sox on a year that we all thought
2: they were punting, are they going to go to the World Series? Listen, it, it, they very well could. Now, I, I won't certainly you know, say the Astros are done because their offense is so explosive. You can just never count them out of a series, but there does seem to be that Red Sox magic kind of going their way right now. I think not having Lance McCullers on the Astros' side is a huge loss. He had kind of stepped into the fold of being that um, that ace. He's always been kind of stuck in the shadows, right? It was Verlander. It was Cole. It was Grinke, Uh and, and now he gets an opportunity to kind of be that ace. Boom. Elbow tightness. So he misses this series. He still has a chance to come back should they get to the World Series, but – there is just something magical about what the Red Sox got going. As you said, this team was picked, maybe not to finish last in the East, but next to last at least. And all of a sudden, they find themselves in the playoffs. They take down the Yankees. They take down the Red Sox. And mind you, only four games. They got rid of them pretty quickly uh, in the race. So I think this team certainly could get in, but this this series, I think this series, I think both series, when it's all said and done, go seven. Um, this one will be no different.
0: Yeah, and, and talking about players that have really highlighted, and and I think a lot of people are talking about how great Kike has been with the Red Sox. Let's not forget, Kike yeah. has been a mainstay yes. of October for almost yes. a, practically a decade now. He's been doing this with the Dodgers nonstop. Look what he's doing right now. This season, right now, this postseason, he's matched David Ortiz in most home runs in a postseason. By the way, we're only two games in. Right now into the CS, not to mention that he's collected nine extra base hits this yeah. postseason. I mean, tying Lowell, Euclid, Ortiz, those are some major, major Red Sox names. I mean, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Kike Hernandez potentially having the
2: greatest postseason of all time? I mean, as you said, we're only two games in. We're already having this conversation. So uh, it's it's definitely real. It's definitely real. Here's the thing. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh kike ha- is getting a chance to to do it on an everyday basis this year um where he was kind of you know in the chris taylor role in the in, for the dodgers right where he gets some spot starts he comes in he he can be that hot bat for you he's been stepping up in these type of moments for a long time as you said he, he had the big homer in the nlcs last year uh with the dodgers so um, he's getting a chance to do it, and this is as consistent as I've seen him offensively uh, ever. Uh, and and right now we see it all the time. I mean, there's always somebody who maybe not be at, who may not be at the front of your mind that ends up winning these MVPs. So uh, it, it shouldn't be too much a surprise that it's it's a guy like Kike Hernandez because he's been on this stage before because uh, he's the hottest player on the planet right now. It's unbelievable what he's doing at the moment. And not to mention
0: that the Astros pitching has not been very good. So far, <clears throat> you know, seven uh, seven 7.1 ERA throughout the 21 and one third inning so far, just not looking good. And I honestly was expecting this a little bit more on the Red Sox side. I feel like both pitching staffs are fairly evenly matched up. And this was going to come down to entirely offense. <laughs> And so far, it has. But the Boston Red Sox offense really came al- came to life uh, two days ago. Of course, as we're recording on Monday, they are playing tonight, Monday evening, Game Three in Boston. What, what do you think? Do you, what adjustments do the Astros need to make on the mound for them to really kind of not just stay in this series, but potentially win it and go to the World Series?
2: There, well, there's there's a couple of things working against them. It, it's not solely that they are pitching bad. I mean, the Red Sox. At, at-bats are forcing a lot of these mistakes. But on the flip side, they haven't gotten anything out of their starting rotation, really. I mean, and, and that's where the loss of Lance McCullers has been so evident, is that they don't have a guy that they could depend on. I thought, you know, Framber Valdez is usually a guy that uh, they've been able to count on. Uh, Urquidy, who's going tonight, uh, he they're hoping they get the kind of start that they need on him because if they don't get the start from him tonight, uh they're they're in a world of trouble i i really believe that they already are, are are thin in the bullpen they were thin coming in until you get to the back end um and they just haven't got the arms and you we knew going in at both teams as you said this was uh, to me it was always a matter of which side could put up the most resistance from a pitching standpoint right because these offenses are as hot as any offenses in, in, in all of baseball right now, of the four teams remaining. So, uh, and that's saying a lot when you got the Dodgers and Braves on the other side, but that's how good the Astros and Red Sox have been offensively. So, um, they got to get that win tonight. They need a, a quality start out of Urquidy tonight. If they don't get it, uh, they're going to be in trouble because now you're looking at either bringing Zach Grinky in to, to be an opener of some sorts or you're going to Framer Valdez on short rest. And so that puts you that puts you in a real tough spot. Yes it does.
0: And you mentioned Erki on the on the mound tonight, Monday evening, taking on Rodriguez in Boston. If you were to make your pick right now, who's winning game 3?
2: I'm saying Red Sox are winning game 3. This is this this place is that place is going to be jumping in Finland. We saw what it was like uh in that series against Tampa, we saw what it was like against the Yankees. It's only going to be um, it's only going to be even, even louder. And, and so from that standpoint, you don't worry about the Astros offensively, right? Because these guys have all been there. They they can put up runs with the best of them. They have put up runs with the best of them. They made game two a game when it should have been a, a, a definite blowout, right? But uh, it matters again. It's going to come down to how these pitchers handle it. And the uh, way the Red Sox are, are are putting together at bats, it's going to be a tough start for Urquidy, I think. You know, I'm agreeing
0: with you. I do. I am leaning towards the Red Sox in game three. I think Rodriguez on the mound. But I do expect more of a higher scoring affair tonight. And I'm yeah, looking very yeah. forward to it. And like you, I'm expecting this to go seven games this series. I'm really excited for this series. This is two evenly matched up teams. And if you do not live in Boston or Houston, it's just a battle of two supervillains. And I cannot wait <laughs> to see who's going to move on and how angry half of the country is going to be despite it.
2: Um,
0: but we absolutely...
2: Is it just is it just me or is it does it seem like the Astros now kind of they kind of thrive in that villain role? It seems like they they have embraced it. It seems like at least that's how it's coming off to me. I'd argue too much, so because
0: they are absolutely in the wrong in what they have done in the past. <laughs> no, no doubt, no like, doubt. There's like there's nothing about it that you can remotely <laughs> turn into a positive. The Astros cheated in a in an extraordinary way in 2017. They got away with it. They had seemingly no punishment, and now they're making themselves out to be like, "Oh, see how good we are together? We stuck together through all this controversy." <laughs> Shut up! You're the <laughs> bad guys. Like, I, I get Fair it. Lex, Lex Luther doesn't think he's the bad guy either, but he is.
2: He clearly is. He clearly um But, <laughs> he yeah, but is.
0: flipping over, and you know what's the funny thing is. Right now, we're in the NLCS, too, uh, with the Dodgers and the Braves. And right now on the ALCS side, of course, we got the Red Sox and the Houston Astros, two teams that were mired in some controversy against the Dodgers in the World Series. And then, of course, you got 2020 where the Dodgers won the World Series. And here we are with a potential, a legitimate potential rematch of two highly talked about and arguably contested World Series of 17 and 18 against the Dodgers. And right now we're sitting in a position where the Dodgers are not going to be in the rematch because they are down 0-2 to the Atlanta Braves. You mentioned Kike Hernandez, former Dodger, killing it this October. How about Jock Tober in Atlanta for Jock Peterson homering off of Max Scherzer last night? The quote-unquote pearl-wearing bad bitch himself killing it this October. I am fired up with what Jock is doing.
2: Can I address the pearls first? Unless there is a good story behind these pearls uh, or, or, or some type of sentimental story behind these pearls, it's a terrible look. I have to say it. Unless those one of those two things stand to be the truth. There's no reason to have pearls on. But, or, but Tony, uh, uh, on they asked field. him the question.
0: They asked him the question, and he said, "It's because I'm a bad bitch." That is the greatest response to a question, <laughs> maybe in baseball history. I mean, I, maybe, I made me go like, maybe I'm buying the some
2: pearls, maybe the greatest response, but an absolutely horrific look on the field. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, as as for Jock, I mean, listen again. These you and I we've both seen this. This dude. Play like this and have these moments in the playoffs before, right? Jock is no stranger to this time of year. You don't get the name uh, uh unless you've done some 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 things in October, and he has. So um, it's not a surprise. Listen, Dodgers have been here before, right? This was the same exact scenario last year. Only this time, I think you got a much more confident Brave team. Um, now, will they be able to to sustain it? Again, as we both said. This this series is going seven two. There's I I I I firmly believe that. So despite the Dodgers losing two on the road, remember a, a series doesn't start until a, a road team really wins a game on uh, in the in the visiting building. So they have three chances to do so here and in, uh, in, as they come to Los Angeles. But I think they've lost ten out of their last eleven, including getting swept the last time. Uh, they were in Los Angeles. And by the way, that was at the end of the year, right? That was at, that. was when the Braves were playing some of their better baseball. They got swept in L.A., some close games. Now, the Dodgers should be shooting themselves. They, they have left a ton of traffic and missed a ton of opportunity uh, in this series. Uh, and so they're going to have to come out. I wouldn't be surprised to see them put up some runs in game three, though mean either i think the dodgers i still think the dodgers are going to the world series and honestly if
0: you guys if you guys are betting people and you check out all the sports books you you wouldn't have known how frustrating it has been to even like look at the dodgers on the money line or run line all season long however and including the futures because everyone has just thought it's a foregone conclusion that the los angeles dodgers would win the world series and one thing i've been telling people is hey pay attention to the lines as they change going forward because say the Dodgers find themselves 0-2, they will no longer be favored for the World Series, and it might be worth taking a look at. And if you look right. around sportsbooks right now, the Atlanta Braves, who all October so far have been the lowest odds of winning the World Series, arguably the best thing you could take a flyer on, they're now number one to win the World mm, Series. At they're like surging. Plus 200 because they're yeah. 0-2 up 2-0 on the Dodgers. So it makes me think the Dodgers, if you can find them on a sportsbook in the 300s or more, you might want to take a look at that. If you were a betting man, would you take a flyer on the Los Angeles Dodgers right now? Absolutely
2: I mean, Absolutely. That's a good bet. I don't even know if you could call it a flyer. I mean, this team, <laughs> this this team is still that good. There's there this team is is still the most talented team um, in baseball. They're the deepest team in baseball. Um, you know, there's there's already a lot of opinions of how the game was handled yesterday. Those same folks that had a problem with it, that had a problem with it, didn't have a problem when it when it was used last year to win a World Series. So it didn't work yesterday. It's worked once with Scherzer uh, to close out the Giants. It didn't work last night with Urdius coming in. Um, but I, I, again, this team um, is very analytically driven. And if they feel like going with Urdia's, uh at that particular time was the right move, um, they've gotten it right before. So uh, I'm with I'm with you on this one, Cody. I, I still think the Dodgers are going to the World Series. Um it, it'll be it, on the flip side though, if the Braves blow another 2-0 lead, um, we're gonna they're gonna be talked about uh in the history books because they've they've had the Dodgers on the ropes twice and they gotta be able to get the knockout. I don't think they will. We'll have to see. I agree with you, and I think it's absolutely a
0: great bet. If you can find the Dodgers at plus 300 or even higher than that, definitely take it if it, while you can. But let's talk about it. You mentioned the game last night and the issues that took place, if you can call them issues. Right. Um, do you think it's just because Dave Roberts is the Dodgers manager that he gets the amount of shit that he gets? Because, quite frankly, he's made some moves. And every day, people are going crazy on social media about firing <laughs> Dave Roberts. First, first it was the the final game of the DS. Oh, how dare you use an opener? How dare you? Kenebel's opened five games this season. It's not like they're just throwing up a brand new strategy. Not to mention, the Dodgers use the quote-unquote Rays model, of which the Rays created the model of the opener. It's not like this is brand new information for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Why is it that Dave Roberts gets so much more crap than just about any other manager on any decision he makes, I truly can't put my finger on it.
2: I, I I do think it is because he is the Dodgers manager. Um, I played there for three years for three seasons. Uh, it, it is a fan base that is maniacal when it comes to World Series and being you know number one in 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 the league, and that is just how it is. I I, I thought the moves were good moves. Uh. Maybe unorthodox a little bit, but listen, I, the the start with Knable and the DS. Uh, I if you've watched the Giants all year, it put them on the defensive for once. They're usually the ones making other teams react to them. Uh, they had to react, and it seemed like Dave Roberts got to control the matchups that he wanted. They end up winning. Now, yesterday, it doesn't it doesn't work. Or it, it, or it shouldn't say it doesn't work. They go with Max Scherzer, who, by the way, finished that DS game. He gave it all he got. Uh, he gave up the two-run homer. That was it. They were put they were in a good spot to close out that game. Ordeas and give the Braves some credit. Listen, that, I've watched this lineup. This lineup is no joke. They can put up runs. Uh the, the Riley Kid is having a tremendous season. He's gonna be in the MVP conversation when it's all said and done. Um so it, it's not as though he gave up the Ordeus gave up some hits to some Rudy Poos. Uh Rosario's having a terrific series, had a terrific night. So um, they earned it. I mean, not to mention that the two calls from Ron Washington sending guys home uh, when I'm not sure a lot of third base coaches would have done the same. They get both of those. So, I mean, a lot of things had to go to Braves way for them to win that game. Two kudos to them. They up 2 0, but I'm with you. These moves have been the right moves. They just one worked out. One didn't. Yeah. The
0: only move I can honestly say that I would have maybe changed, but it's one of those things that it's you're damned. If you do, you're damned. If you don't, if you don't and yeah. I, and I guess it comes down to listen, Dave Roberts is a very good manager. And even more importantly than that, and I think you can attest to this too, uh, Tony, Dave Roberts is one of the nicest human beings in baseball no I've doubt. ever known. Like, ever no known. There's just no one else like him. And I, I'm a big Dave Roberts fan. So I, I even too. if I, he makes a decision that I think – which he has never made a decision that I thought was stupid. But if he did make a decision that he thought was stupid, I would go out and probably defend Dave Roberts because I love <laughs> the guy so much. Me and you both. Me and you both. I think he's earned that. Yeah. And he has. He's won a World Series. He's taken the team to three World Series. I mean, he's the Dodgers manager and he's done a terrific job over there. Uh, but it's also on top of that, people are making it out, especially on social media. Like Dave Roberts has been going rogue left and right. Like he's just like, hey, you know what? No, we're doing Kniebel. I don't care what anyone thinks. As if he's not a part of a massive committee with no, the really. Dodgers front office. And again, it ends up saying Dave Roberts made this move because that's the job. It's his name on it as the manager. And maybe for better or for worse, you know, it's his name that's on the line with these decisions. And I'm not going to agree with all of them. The only decision I would have maybe changed, I probably would have started Walker Bueller on game two on normal rest and gone with Scherzer on normal rest for game three. But if you have Scherzer and you're down 0-1, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make, it's not that crazy to go ahead and let's throw the best pitcher alive right now in game two on short rest. He's Max Scherzer.
2: Yeah, and, and got to remember because of, off days are set up you you can do things like this I mean you can get four and a third from him of pretty good baseball I mean he was dealing he made the one mistake uh and he paid for it but other than that he he really didn't give up anything so you take that that gets you to where you can feel like you can manage the game uh the Dodgers were in the driver's seat the Draves the Braves just came they caught him that's that's just it's as simple as that so uh, yes, you, you you can go with Walker Buehler there and, and push Scherzer back a day, but um, that is not the way Dave chose to go, and they end up losing. But uh, it's still a tough move to argue against, I think.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. It, again, one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations. Again, you mentioned Urias coming in this, uh, the eighth like he did last year. Absolutely yep. work. Keep in mind, Urias, what he did on the mound against the Rays last year coming out of the pen – I would argue to say, is the reason the Dodgers won the 2020 World Series. No doubt. So playing that card again is not a stupid move. It just didn't work out. And I do think, again, that the Dodgers will win this World Series. But, Tony, I got to ask you, if they don't go to the World Series, if the Braves manage to take one or possibly two in L.A., extremely unlikely, but say they do, and they go go all the way to the World Series, in your lifetime, can you remember a team losing their all-star MVP player and going to the world series because they got better after he got hurt.
2: No, I can't. I mean, a lot of teams, especially nowadays would have punted on the season. They didn't. And, and you know, hats off to Alex Anthopoulos, who we've had on this show before. Um, He did a terrific job. I mean, he is gotta be talked about in terms of GM of the year because of how well he was able to to really put this team together after they lose Ronald Acuna Jr., who at that point, when he went down, it was basically a two man race for the National League MVP. It was him and Fernando Tatis Jr. going heads up almost nightly. It was like they were one up in each other. They lose him, and as you say, they got better. They bring in Soler, they bring in Duvall, they bring in Rosario. They got Rosario. He was still hurt. He couldn't even play when they first got him. Mm-hmm. They knew he was hurt and look how the dividends are paying off for for them at this point. Um it has been and, and then you obviously have the guys that were on the team. I love Ozzie Albies I think he's a boss. Riley is having a terrific year. Freeman always does what he does and and because of that, they just play good baseball. They don't make a lot of mistakes uh on the field. Um and they got a good coaching staff. So this team uh, was was well put together by Alex Anthopoulos, and um, they they got a legitimate chance. As you and I both agree, I don't think they'll do it, but they got a legitimate chance to get to a World Series for sure.
0: And I and I agree with you on him being named Executive of the Year. The the moves they made, you mentioned Soler, you met, and not to mention you know Travis Darno coming back healthy, which right, has been right. very very big. But the name you mentioned there in that trade, and I think this is the one that's really pushed them over the edge. And he's a former Brave. Adam Duvall, what he has done over there, uh, giving them some extra options in the outfield, not to mention with the extra option the outfield with Jock as well. You know, you're seeing them both kind of platoon with other outfielders and doing that ever morphing field. Um <clears throat> Adam Duvall has just brought so much to the table to that team. I, I was surprised they even let him go to begin with. but like bringing him back was just a stroke of genius. This team has looked so good, not to mention Max Freed in game one. Max yeah, fried, yeah. I whatever button he pressed halfway through the year where he realized he didn't need to strike guys out anymore and he can just throw 80 pitch-complete games, uh, Whoever, whatever pitching coach said that to him, give him a raise and extend him because <laughs> for,
2: Max fried has been
0: unbelievable this second half of the season.
2: He has been their best pitcher in the second half of the season. That's to go along with Charlie Morton, who has been his normal postseason self. Um, Max Fried has been impressive. I saw him here in San Diego, and he threw one of those uh, those CGs in like uh, two hours, 15 minutes, very Maddox-like, right? And um, he, he has continued that in the playoffs. He's pitching with a lot of confidence right now. So um, the question is, after you get outside of him and Morton, which – the the Braves are at at this point I mean and that's the thing they had Anderson going yesterday and he gave them enough uh to piece together that bullpen give them some credit too they that bullpen has been lights out which was a tough part of their ball club last year they didn't necessarily have those pieces to trust uh but they're pitching pretty well right now
0: yeah I've been fun to fun to fun fun To watch, uh, but also on top of that, not to not to just throw this back in both of our faces because you know both of us have a very very special spot in our heart about the San Diego Padres. But Max Freed, former Padre, that could have been a
2: podcast. Yo, don't tell him. Don't don't <laughs> remind everybody. Man, gosh. Both we got former Padres all over the field on that one. Traits everywhere. I mean. <laughs> Just
0: everywhere. And it hurts my heart so very much. Yeah. Uh yeah. huge, by the way, Tony. Getting away from the CSs and getting away from the World Series futures and everything that we expect coming up. Huge news yesterday. And huge news. ESPN's Jeff Passan. uh, a good guy, great, great friend of mine, probably a good friend of yours as well, Tony. We've actually never discussed it, but. He did a report yesterday saying that major league baseball teams will finally now provide housing for minor league clubs. Now, I do have questions that I would love Yo, to discuss no doubt. with you because no doubt. question number one: um, We we saw last year that the minor league contraction happened. Uh, you know, forty three teams cut from the uh, major league baseball's uh, affiliations. Uh, a whole basically level of minor league baseball, pretty much short season A ball, was practically killed off. Uh, reshuffling in the entire minor leagues, so no more PCL, no more International League, no more Texas League. All these historic leagues that have lasted over a hundred years—they've all been divvied up into AAA West, AAA East, and AA South, and all that. Now they're saying they're going to finally pay- provide housing for minor leaguers. And here's my question. Is this the thing where it's going to be like a stipend for players? Are teams going to make minor league teams like buy an apartment complex and they have to run it themselves? Is this going to become like a team barracks situation or is this going to be a really legitimate housing situation for players to legitimately have a normal life?
2: I, I, I certainly hope it's the latter, but yeah. you're 100% right to have those type of questions, right? Because- uh, we. I mean, you and I've been through it before. We've 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 seen in the past how it's gone. I certainly wouldn't be comfortable with a, a team ran barracks or whatever you want to call it. It should just be a legitimate setup. Now, well, the devil's in the details, as always. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. But at least on the surface, it looks like a a, a move and a step in the right direction. Something that I think most of us who've been through the minor league experience would. Would say, uh, yeah, this is well, well overdue.
0: Yes, it is very well overdue. Because listen, uh, in case those of you don't have never listened to this show before or don't really know the plight of minor leaguers, now I spent the majority of my time in the minor leagues. I was, Mm. I was basically Crash Davis, which is something I'm actually more and more older I get, the more proud of I I actually am. Yeah, not. Yeah. Um, You know, I had my month in Major League Baseball, my one month in the show. I got my few at bats and it's almost like my entire career. I get to be the guy on the bus with the guitar like Crash Davis saying, yep, I've been to the show. (laughs) Yep. You know, you don't got to carry your own bags in the show, which is true, by the way. Uh, But yeah, it was it it was it it was awesome. And but, you know, living that minor league lifestyle, you know, I've talked about on this show that I had one season where I was so broke that I had to live in my car. Uh, in the par- team parking lot in Triple A in Tucson at Kino Stadium. Like I had no choice, I had no money um you know and if the teams were not very helpful back then you know i they right. you know if you moved to a different level you had to out of your own pocket ship your own car which is more than your entire paycheck and right you know i think this is a great step in the right direction it's a first step and that's the th- thing i want fans to really understand this is just a first step into a much better area i think You know, livable wages need to be more taken care of. I think that there's a lot of more things that need to be addressed. But the fact that they're going to take care of housing, I hope they do a great job on it. Um, But like we just said, those questions that I have that you and I don't know the answers to yet, I think do need to be addressed. And I hope they're addressed fast. And I honestly think Major League Baseball has more than enough money to take care of all of this and take care of every one of the players. And I hope they do because it's the right thing to do.
2: Yeah, well, here's one thing I can guarantee Jeff Passon is certainly not going to let it go. So <laughs> he he is going to be on top of you know I, I would say I would I would assume I should say that he's going to be on top of it because uh, it's important it, it, as you said it's it's a good first step but there ne- needs to be some type of follow up just because um, you want to make sure that it it is going to be done in the right way. Now at this point you, you're hoping uh, Major League Baseball has has heard enough from some of the minor leaguers in terms of because with people, a lot of people, the housing part is a huge portion of your paycheck a lot Mm -hmm. of times when you're there. So um, if it can be done right, um, this could go a long way in in keeping some money and making it at least closer to livable uh, with the wages that they're getting at the minor league level.
0: Yeah, and I I think I mentioned it to you on this show. I played in the Texas League Championship with the San Diego Padres in 2011, and this was our house, and we had a house filled with high-round draft guys. Uh, But this is how we had to live because we just didn't have a lot of money. It was me. I made it to the big leagues. Daniel Robertson made it to the big leagues. Josh Spence made it to the big leagues. Miles Michaelis, still in the big leagues. Uh, Jed Jerko, still in the big leagues. We were all sharing a couch and sharing beds because... We just none of us had the money at the time to get a more livable place. And we just uh, and we got up in the morning and went and played our Texas League championship game. And those were a whole house filled with guys that made it to the big leagues. And a couple of them were high round draft picks. That's just how tricky it is to live a, you know, a more livable and normal life during the uh, professional baseball season, especially in the minor leagues. So I'm glad Major yeah, League Baseball yeah. is making an addressing of this. I think it's uh, a great step forward. And I truly hope it, it, I truly hope Major League Baseball really takes seriously investing in their players.
2: Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. It's, it's, it's been long enough. I think, um, and listen, I think the, the, the more the guy, the, the, the young players have spoken out, the better things have gotten. So, um, I hope they, they recognize the power that they do hold. Yeah.
0: And they do, they hold quite a bit of power and you know, who else holds power. You, Tony Gwynn Jr., where can people
2: find you, baby? You can find me on Twitter, at Tony Gwynn Jr. You can follow me on IG at Tony underscore Gwynn Jr. Also, now that I'm not doing the broadcast for the Padres, since they are uh, no longer playing, you can catch me on Gwynn and Chris, Monday through fi- Friday, 3 to 7 here at San Diego on 97.3 Fam Fan. Or you can uh, catch it on the Odyssey app as well.
0: I cannot stress enough, you guys need to listen to Gwyn and Chris on the Odyssey app, any chance you get. It's an unbelievable show. I pop on as much as I possibly can. I, I usually do it just to piss off and annoy Tony because he <laughs> he's finally like gets rid of me for four days, never, and then I'll just pop never. in. I'm like, hey, what's up, buddy? going to ruin this show, too. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. You guys got to check him out. You're always welcome on the show, Cody. Don't, don't you dare threaten me with a good time, Tony. How dare you do that? Man. <laughs> guys, I'm Cody Decker. You can find me on Twitter at Decker6. And, of course, Antihero Baseball on Instagram. That is it for us this week. We will be back next week talking to you about some World Series, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll find out just how right or wrong... Tony and I are this week. We'll find out, guys. Have a great, safe week. Enjoy you some playoff baseball. Be safe out there. Beat it.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.